I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, what's up? Man, it has been a while. Um, Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long couple of weeks. Sorry for the wait. But... Let's get to the show. And as usual, y'all know that you all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LDMonger1. Or feel free to send me an email at contact at LDMonger.com. Let's get on with the show. So, today's good read is The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. The book describes the power of positive thinking has and how a firm belief in something does actually help in achieving it. In order to live a successful and constructive life, one needs to know the secrets of positive thinking, says the author, for it is the most important ingredient for a better and blissful life. The power of positive thinking will help you overcome negative attitudes such as fear and lack of confidence and replace them with traits of positive thinker, optimism, determination, patience, and focus. Simple techniques of elevating low moods and energy levels by positive thinking also improve one's overall mental and physical health. This book will show you how you can deal more effectively with tough situations and difficult people and dramatically improve your performance and confidence. You must learn that the easiest way to an easy mind is to create an easy mind. So I read this book, I believe it was around March and one of my goals you know, this year was to really improve um, my emotional intelligence, you know, self-awareness, relationship management, things of that nature. I really want to be in tune with myself, figure out who, who am I? And this was before COVID. So I was already creating those habits to get me through this pandemic. Um, so when I was reading the book, just the idea. So I always thought that I was... Um, optimistic and you know compared to a lot of my peers and a lot of people that I was around um I believe I can say I'm one of the most optimistic like I always figured you know feel like you know anything is possible um that there's always a solution um to to most things uh that there's always some good into to something <laughs> uh, everything isn't you know completely bad but reading this book it allowed me to open up even more and share my optimism with others, which was important. Thank God, um, a lot of things that happened to me younger allowed me to tap into resources that allowed me to become a better person. Um, I took anger management in eighth grade due to being put out of school and going to alternative school. So I had like a um, DJO for about two and a half years. And the programs that I was in, I didn't necessarily know that I was like doing good. I was just going for the free pizza. Uh, One program I was in, we had emos and uh, we read books and things of that nature that kind of helped me manage my emotion. I remember eighth grade when I got transferred, when I, I pretty much graduated out of the alternative school uh, because of, I, apparently I was too smart. Uh, so they put me back in school and my behavioral behavior was all right as well. So 
after I did my first two quarters and um, I turned to school, I went back to school and some of those, you know, being in some of those spaces, um, it, it tested the things that I was learning in anger management. And one of the things that I remember my assistant principal saying that she was walking me out, she's like, you crazy as hell. And um, I was like, why you say that? And she was like, cause you know, you was just angry um, in that classroom, and now you're walking with me as if everything is perfectly fine. And I was like, because you didn't do anything to me. Um, so I learned how to channel my energy and my anger and my emotions from, you know, situational. So I wasn't allowing myself to be angry um, in those spaces. And then this positive thinking, um, just this book, you know, now as an adult, because I learned how to manage those skills, just excelled those skills to a different level. Um, I highly recommend anyone to read this book that that is in a space of of loneliness. Um, this this pandemic has had numerous effects on people. Um, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, like, oh my God, it's been it's been all around. Um and I I plan on reading this book again, like most of the books I read this year. I don't think it's one of those one one read and it's over. Like really tapping into that space and getting it implemented to everyday interactions, um, everyday processes, that's the important part. And that's what I plan on doing. Uh, so again, there's been a, a, a strong... You know, a strong year. I'm not going to say weak. I'm not going to say, you know, too problematic. It's been a strong year. This year made a lot of us stronger, believe it or not. And the results of this year would definitely show next year. So, yeah, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. So what's poppin'? It's been a lot, man. Oh, Lord. Yes, I am a week late. I know y'all know this. Um, it was a mixture of work and then just a mental break. Honestly, just the business has been booming. It's the holiday season. Everyone wants photo shoots. Everyone wants their photos done tomorrow. Everyone's having events. Everyone wants video in some capacity. And we are just trying to provide that to as many people as possible. Um, I think it was Monday. Like, I just had to shut down. I thought I was sleepy. I thought I was sleepy, but I just literally just laid in the bed. No TV on, no lights on, and just laid there. Uh, Couldn't go to sleep, so I started texting, catching up on text messages and emails and things of that nature. Uh, Because it's been a busy, busy, busy two weeks if not three honestly um we was in miami for three days and got back i was in uh, tampa this week left came back left came back again um going back to st pete this weekend so it's been very busy and just very taxing so i had to take a mental break y'all so i hope y'all you know forgive me <laughs> uh, or accept me uh, for my flaws, but I really had to to decompress and process everything that I've been going through uh, to make sure that I can show up for you all in this capacity. I didn't want to give y'all a, a weird show that was just awkward. So let's get it going. NBA is back. And yeah, got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been two weeks. NBA is back and Westbrook is to D.C. I... Love the trade with Westbrook when he doesn't want to be somewhere, you get him out. Um, he's one of those individuals that his energy transfer through players and teams very fast. So if he's not happy, nine times out of ten, the entire team will have that same display. So they got him out of there. Cool. Him, John Wall. Uh, I think that's a, a friendly switch. Nothing is really you know, wrong with that. My roommate is tiptoeing. She just got some water. Hey, Vanessa, good morning. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, so yeah, I like the I like the Westbrook to DC. I think he is a piece that they need. Um they really don't have a vocal or like characterized type leader on the team. Bill is, you know, Bradley is real mellow to himself. John Wall really doesn't talk much or isn't as animated. Um, so it's interesting, man, to see the energy that Westbrook can bring to that team and to that organization. So I look forward to seeing that. Um, let's see, do I have any other NBA things? Because, this, again, it's been two weeks I've been keeping my notes. Ah, so let's talk about the Spotify wrap-up. So for the last, I think, two years, this probably was the third. Uh, then not probably two years because they talk about the wrap-up. Yeah, anywho. Uh, so probably around the last two or three years, Spotify has done this wrap-up, and Apple has caught on last year, of course. And what it does is it allows listeners to pinpoint all of the artists, all of the albums, the genre of music that they listen to the most within the entire year, which is pretty dope. Um, so Jewel Helm, she is an African-American woman, and she was an intern for Spotify in 2017, I believe. And she created the concept um, for the wrap-up. And she wanted credit, you know, via social media. Uh, everyone was like harassing her, saying like she's she's a clout chaser and this and that. She had, you know, I checked out her Twitter, and it seems legit. It seems like she really created the foundation for the wrap up. And again, I, I believe Spotify wrap up was like slightly different, or they like send an email. So she created the concept of sharing that information. Uh, with the you know with the viewer I mean with the listener and giving it making it more of a of an experience right uh, so that's that's pretty dope man it's crazy how Twitter like defended Spotify so fast uh, you have an intern that created something that's that's actually pretty dope and I know it's pretty dope because Apple took the same concept <laughs> uh, a year later and because she's an intern you know. The company owns the intellectual property and rights of that entire concept. Um, and nothing is wrong with wanting to get, you know, credit for years, for centuries, for, for man, there's numerous African-American inventions that have been created or ideals that have been patented that we haven't got credit for. And if anyone knows the story about Tesla, he had a similar interaction with Addison and think, you know, and those individuals in the electric field. Because when you do things and don't want credit, don't really care for credit, you allow other people to get the glory of the things that you bust your ass for. So, you know, shout out to Jewel Ham, Jewel Ham. Uh, we appreciate your creativity, and I hope that this moment allows you to open up new opportunities, uh, if not with Spotify, with, but with other companies, uh, because you are you are special, you are great, and you definitely have something going on upstairs in that brain of yours, and and I can't wait to see what else. Uh, what other wave you are able to create um, in the future. I'm going to save this one because it's about Obezi, my president. Um, but I'm going to talk about Founders Day. So if y'all didn't know, I am a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And December 4th is our Founders Day. Honestly... Who this what happened? We miss a week. I don't know what I did. Um, I usually pay my dues. Yeah, so I hope I did that. If I if I didn't, I go check the auto pay, and make sure that that's paid for. Um, but yeah, so you know, shout out to the good bros. You know, oh six, 
Yeah, we'll leave that right there. Because this part, this guy has been on everybody's bumper and radar uh, for the last two weeks. I think he finally kind of kind of slowed down. But Kevin Samuels, life coach, branding strategist, whatever he want to call himself, he went viral. Uh, he went viral for the conversation that he had with a lady who was who was calling in for advice on how to get a man that's worth six figures, that's making six figures. And the conversation went a lot of places, and there's been a lot of a lot of conversation uh, behind it, which that's one of the things that make things go viral. So there's men and women alike that agree with what Kevin said, and then there's men and women alike that disagree with what he said. And it's always... It's always funny how people bring up or mention tone and how things are said. And my biggest thing is, first of all, the lady called into this guy's show knowing the type of advice that he gives, that he solicits, and um, and knowing the type of person he is. So if it was unsolicited information, like someone telling you about yourself that you didn't ask for, I get it. I, I understand why someone would be mad. But when you ask for the advice and you know how the advice is is given, I don't see why people are so upset and say, oh, I would have hung up the phone. Or I would have went off. No, you called, you went to that person for the for advice that they give, you know, particularly the style that they give it. That's why she didn't hang up. <laughs> That's why she didn't hang up. And the, what he said, it it made sense. And it's crazy that if a man agrees with Kevin, oh, you hate women. And if a woman agrees with Kevin, oh, you just stupid and you got low self-esteem. What? <laughs> like, outside of how you believe that he said it or how he could have said it better or, and all this other weird stuff. The information that he was providing was close to, 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 to facts. Like if there was a case study, it's close to facts. The things that, you know, the choices that she made put her in a position where it's hard for her to find uh, the man that she seeks right like yeah you you know you can make six figures in your business which doesn't you know f- for those that don't know that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you make six figures because your business makes six figures um but because you know we're just going to say you know cuz she says she makes six figures so she want a man that makes six figures so you really just have to change the environments that you're in the social circles that you're in um it's it's going to be hard finding a six figure man on tinder it's going to be hard finding a six figure man on facebook it's going to be hard finding a six figure man in a club if you're not already in those circles right so how many of your friends making six figures how many of your family members making six figures? And then as you start viewing that circle, you'll understand why it's harder for you to find someone that makes six figures. You can't be looking for for, for six figures um, in, in five-figure climates, right? And if you are... You know, a high, a high, a high five figure, someone making 85, 95, they, you know, they can become that six figure person that you're looking for. But just to say that, hey, you know, just to put a figure amount on it, because just because someone making six figures doesn't mean they're going to treat you well, doesn't mean they're going to respect you, doesn't mean they're going to love you, doesn't mean that they're going to care for you, doesn't mean that they're going to protect you, doesn't mean they're going to have time for you. If you look at your schedule as someone that's making six figures, do you really want to deal with someone that's just as busy just because of the dollar amount that they have on their salary? So those are the type of questions and things that I was more interested in. And that's, you know, that's where I probably would have curved the conversation. Um, But some things that he said was definitely right. 
Uh, it was definitely right. You talking about five percent, uh, well, ten percent of of America. You know, that's six figures right there. Ten percent of America making six figures. <laughs> so that that's a small pool, and we're not even going to tap into the African American population within that percentage. Uh, if that's what you're interested in. So I, you know, when you make your checklist of what you're looking for, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a preference. I just challenge everyone to look at the pros and cons of what they experience and or see or know about the different things that they want and, and, and don't want in a person. I might not be good. You know, like I might not want a six-figure woman because usually when 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 women um are worth six figures, they they work in ten times as harder as their male counterpoint parts, which means we might not have time for, for intimacy. We might not have time to go out. We might not have time to travel. We might not have time, especially in late 20s, early 30s, because that's when we're establishing ourselves within our career. That's when we're establishing ourselves with who we are, creating, you know, really putting a mark on our brand. So those moments are grind moments, and those are the hardest moments. That's why I have no problem with being single and waiting, because I understand that. And some people are just so so much in a hurry to 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 be in a relationship and to have a title to to post on Instagram and and all of this that it removes them from the reality of 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 where they are, of the goals that they want to accomplish and the sacrifice that you have to make. And one of the biggest sacrifices we always make as it pertains to work is relationships, family, friends, and whomever. So that's my little take on the Kevin Samuels. Um, actually got funny. He he had one video that went viral shortly after uh, about him talking to a guy. And it was, man, that man called that man penis little, man. That, I was I was blown. I was surprised that someone would say that. Um, but the more and more I kind of look into the person that he is, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, he speak his mind. He say what he say, and and that's it. Um, but I, I hope uh, the lady that was on his show not necessarily find a six figure man, but I hope she finds the right man for her that can support her lifestyle, that can support her, you know, her responsibility. She has kids and things of that nature. Uh, that's really what I want to see for her. Double proposal. All right, so this might sound weird. Um, a couple weeks ago, and not a couple, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, I did a proposal. Um, it was a a couple, it was two guys, and it was funny. So we have been planning this, this session, this party, for like two and a half months now. And we get closer. We finally got, we finally got to the day, the big day, and we were... We were hired by, um, who was a lot? We were hired by the sister of one of the guys. So I'm going to call him um, part, partner. Uh, what do I want to call him? Part, client. I'm just calling him a client. So this partner is going to be the client. And then so the client was hosting a, a mansion party for his partner so because it, it was his birthday so i'm calling him birthday boy yeah it's gonna get confusing all right so i get there everything's paid for um we setting up the, you know the moment you know everybody happy the photographer then i'm getting detailed shots i'm talking to everyone make sure everyone is cool and and then it was a nice little turn up man they had a cake it was catered um, the drinks were amazing. It was it was pretty cool. Had a backdrop, took some pictures and things of that nature. So fast forward as we get prepared for uh, the big moment. Uh, client comes into the kitchen because I'm eating. For one, he was like, "Yeah, I know it's over your time or whatnot. No, we had you to nine. It's a little late, man. We, you know, I appreciate you for coming. 
Um, and I was like, nah, man, I, you know, I, I'll stay for a minute. I'll go ahead and get some food I eat. So, I, you know, I ate the, the three-course meal that they had. And so I'm eating, chilling. Next thing I know, he comes in, client comes in, and he has two of his friends with him. And he was like, oh, my God, what the hell? What the hell going on? And because he apparently he ended up reading their lips as they was talking about birthday boy trying to propose, right? Yeah, it got messy. I knew it was going to be messy, but it got messy. So he read his he read their lips as they was talking back and forth across the table about birthday boy planning a proposal. So they came in the back and he having a conversation with them. And next thing you know, um, the caterers was like, whew, I'm glad I ain't the one that said something. So he looked at the caterers like, you knew uh, about the birthday boy planning on proposing this day as well. And uh, they was like, yeah, we just ain't want to say it. Like, ain't nobody said So he looked at me. I was like, yeah, bro, I knew too, man. He was like, what? Everybody knew with me? Then he asked his friends again. He was like, how long did you all know? And he was like, yeah, he's been playing this for like a year. <laughs> so he was, birthday boy was planning on proposing to client at this event a whole year ago. Client then say, okay, now I got to restructure the plan. I got to figure out. How can I propose before he proposed? So they he created a plan, and I was like, all right, cool. Just let me know when I need to be ready. And he was like, well, this is the plan. I'm going to give out, when we give out these gifts, everybody going to give out, you know, their presents and whatnot, take a picture, and then boom. When I do mine, I'm going to be last, and that's when I'm going to do it. I was like, I right, bet. So he leaves. Shortly after, I don't know how Birthday Boy didn't hear it, but shortly after, I, we see Birthday Boy, and he's over a trash can just breathing. I mean, like, there's a loose name. I'm like, hey, you good? You straight? He's like, uh, no. Nah. I mean, he's like, I'm nervous. I'm like, like, what you nervous for? And he was like, he looked around, then he came, and he walked up, and he dug in his pocket, and he pulled out a ring. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it today. And we was like, whoa, what? And uh, we got an ex surprise like we didn't know. And he's like, oh, man, congratulations, you know. I was just like, let me know you know, when to be ready, man. I got my camera. I don't want to miss the moment. And he's like, all right, man, I got you. I just got to figure out when I need to do it. Uh, he was like, don't drink no more. He's like, no, nah, I can't drink no more because I'm going to forget everything I want to say. So <laughs> the caterers that heard the conversation earlier with client because he's like, when, I don't know when I want to do it. They, they tell him, some, do it right now. Do it right now. I'm like, oh, my God. It was so messy. Thank God he didn't do it right now in that moment because uh, it kind of built up to the day. So once the proposal actually happened from client, um, as planned, when they gave out the gifts, he was like, yeah, I did it. Da, 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 da. And then when he turned around, birthday boy was on one knee. And asked him to marry him. So it was it was quite dope, man, being able to capture that moment. And uh, very interesting, to say the least. And the fact that both of them were on the same, you know, they were in sync with this day and with, you know, with what they wanted. So I'm quite sure they're going to have uh, a blessful uh, marriage. Um, salute them. Salute everyone that was present and, um, you know, stayed COVID-free. Uh, salute everyone that is going to be a part of their journey and supported them through their journey uh, for years to come. Uh, Twitter strikes again. The Cardi B bag. <laughs> Cardi B made a tweet about an $88,000 bag that she wanted to get. Should I get this bag? And Twitter had went off. Like, <laughs> I honestly... I don't understand what's wrong with people. You are getting mad about Cardi B posting a tweet about, I just would have looked over the, like, I didn't think nothing of the tweet. It's people, are read the room, sis. It's people dying or losing their jobs or losing their homes in a pandemic. And you writing about an $88,000 bag that you want to buy. And What? You could have donated that money and what? 
Come on, man. Who made y'all the bag police, man? Come on, man. Let these people, like, understand that when you make a certain amount of money, you tweet, you act, you think, and norms for you are completely different. We didn't say nothing about people posting pictures being in uh, Cancun or Tulum or traveling. We don't say nothing about somebody getting a Louis bag because you buy what's in your tax bracket. You buy what you can afford. We don't say nothing about somebody that say, oh, I, I, I just got a new car. Be consistent. If you're going to say don't post you wanting to buy an $88,000 bag uh, because you're a millionaire and 88000 to you is probably like $8,800. Um, um, you know, if you scale that down, if you was living a normal lifestyle, like, no. <laughs> hey, if you're going to complain about her spending 88000 on a bag again which is probably like $8,800 for her have that same energy when your friend or when yourself is out here traveling in Tulum during a pandemic posting pictures make it make sense Sean King versus OBZ Sean King has has ruffled a lot of feathers with his stance um, and his accountability that he continues to place on President Obama. Um, he's He's been leading the front lines for a lot of Obama slander. Um, and I just don't understand why, right? <laughs> so it's, I, it's a lot of people that believe that Obama didn't do a, a, enough for the the black community. And if they know anything about politics, word structure and things of that nature, you can't really direct things to a certain group. It's harder to, to, to direct things to a certain group um, because it can become racially motivated, which is illegal in most cases. You can't like you can't hire nobody because they're black. You can't fire no one because they're black either, <laughs> right? So it, it's kind of hard. And plus, when you're working in a system that you have to gain influence in order to get things approved, you have to word things differently. What is the intent? What is the end goal? The end goal is to ensure that more African Americans have access to healthcare. More African-Americans have access to higher education. Um, more African-Americans have access to employment. And those things happen, although it wasn't written in a sense of this is for black people, because you look at the group that's dominated by African-Americans and then you create policies that directly impact those groups in order to see change. Which is nothing wrong with that. Because we've seen for years, if you say, hey, this is for black people, and once it goes into Congress, like all these other groups have to vote on these things, they're going to deny it. So he figured out a way to get some things across. Um, yes, Obamacare wasn't perfect. And the only imperfection that was there was the mandatory and or the tax penalty that was implemented if you didn't have health care, which I understand why making it mandatory was important, because if more people pay, if more people felt like they had to pay for it and they actually pay for it, the idea that the, the health care system would be. Um, cheaper that everyone will have health care so things can be a lot cheaper but it was false what happened was uh, insurance companies start increasing their prices because now that it's mandatory you you need us and now that the demand is high they had to increase the prices they felt 
why not increase the prices? Why not get the money that's entitled to us because they have to come to us now? Um, so hopefully they figure that out. Um, the current administration definitely took that mandatory uh, piece out. And I'm looking forward to see what revisions can happen um, in the next administration to make it as successful as we wanted it to be when Obama shared it with us, right? And everything can get some tweaks, you know. I'm more result-driven, so I like to test things, see the results, and then tweak anything that needs to be tweaked. And that's okay. Four years, eight years is not long enough for you to fix decades and, and, and centuries of of imperfection, right? So let's go back because I remember I said I wanted to go back. So President Obese made a statement about how we use the word defund police and how it's distasteful for a lot of people. And my biggest thing when it comes to branding and marketing that if you have to explain what something is every time you say it, nine times out of 10, it needs to be rebranded. And only thing he said was the word defund is, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. So when you continue to say defund um, the police and they assume that you're saying take you know, funding from the police system, like it's just bad. It's just bad publicity. So why not correct that? You already ruffled enough feathers. You got people attention. So why not correct that, that, that statement? Um, people say reform police was too soft and it did, it hasn't done anything. And I'm like defunding hasn't done anything either. Reallocating funds. That don't sound, that don't sound right either. <laughs> like, so just figuring out something that sounds better. And that's really what he was saying. Um, and people took it the wrong way as if he was against black people or all these other things, just because he said the language that was being used, um, uh, wasn't appropriate for the times and that, you know, we should go to get to the table and create another word, another term, create another slogan, another hashtag, uh, cause defund the police doesn't seem like the one that's successful it doesn't doesn't seem like it's the one that's creating the results that we want to see and it acts like go deeper to that what does defunding looks like to you what does defunding mean to you and within that as you start diving deeper and deeper to what you really want to see you could create a new term a new word a new slogan a new policy a new document of what you actually want opposed to this word that you have to explain in depth every time you use it right and sean has really been like trying just picking picking at obama um and again he's he's entitled to his opinion um I, you know it is what it is it's an opinion um i haven't seen him this week on my facebook feed mainly because I, I really just haven't had time to be on there. Um, but I'm pro I'll probably check in, tap in, and just see any updates. Again, I'm not going to cancel him or mute him uh, because I don't agree with him or his stance with um, Obama right now or his constant weird demands of the Democratic Party. Um, but it is what it is, you know. So that's cool. All right, child. I was trying to hold off, but I finally got the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And I'm going to say this. If you ever need to see the difference in the iPhone, for those people that be like, oh, it's the same. They just improved the camera. Just wait about two, you know, two, three years before getting a new iPhone. It's a big difference. I had a iPhone 7 Plus. I don't even think it was like the S series. I think it was literally just the iPhone 7 Plus. And I got that on accident. I dropped my phone. I had a 6S and I dropped it uh, when I was running. So now I actually had a 6 and I dropped it when I, and I plan on keeping that for a, a longer. But I, when I dropped it, 
I broke it and they couldn't fix it. So they was like, yeah, you might as well just upgrade. So they forced me to upgrade to the seven and it's been working, man, but it hasn't been working good enough. So uh, when was my last straw? Last week was my last straw. I was late for a conference call mainly because my phone, I can't talk on the phone and text at the same time, or I can't like, it's slow if I use the internet or I can't talk on the phone and use the internet. So it's, it's, it was, it was annoying and it really affected a lot of my meetings because if I was, had to put my, you know, something in the GPS and I was riding about, I had to get off the phone, put something in the GPS and then call back and don't make the wrong turn. Cause if I, if I had to reroute, um, it was a route, <laughs> I'd be lost. So Finally got my phone. Um, I got the five twelve gigabyte. So this phone should, you know, I should be able to keep this phone for the next three, four years. I kept my seven for as long as I have. Um, so I'm, I'm quite sure that I can use this twelve for a minute. And it is different. It is completely different. If you never, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever um, seen the difference in iPhones, I challenge you, keep an iPhone for two or three years before getting a new one. The camera quality is better. The speed is better. The glass is I didn't know the screen was that much better. Like, although I think it's the a, a bigger version of the iPhone 5, which was my second iPhone that I ever had, um, it's, it's great. It's great. I love it. I've been using the 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 meme meme emoji meme emojis um, a lot. I just yeah. So if y'all follow me on Instagram, y'all gonna see a lot of stories and a lot of pictures. Now I got I got a good phone, got a good phone with a good camera. Um, Christmas gift to myself. I needed it. And then the company we invested in some good some new gear um, to bring in a new year. So that's been a blessing. We have a lot of quality equipment, um, but then in some cases we just have, you know, we have some some dated equipment that kind of just got us by. Uh, so being in a space where we can invest in uh, better quality equipment has been impeccable. Uh, I really love it. I really love where we are as a company. Um I see why it takes, you know, this long for individuals to get, to get the type of equipment that we have. Um, we had a lot of professional graded gear, but it's levels to it. And we had a lot of gear to, again, just to get us by. And it's levels to that as well. So now we we know how to get by. And now we have graduated to the professional use, which means we only going to get better as it pertains to quality, as it pertains to workflow, as it pertains to um, managing um, how we operate. And production on the back end should be a lot faster as well. So I'm excited to to end this year uh, with the new equipment and moving forward into the next year and using it more and getting more comfortable with it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Got the Ronin S2. Yeah, so that thing has been lovely. Still learning um, all of the features with that so I can maximize that uh, going into the new year. Um, Y'all know I have the R5. Um, I got some Sennheiser uh, lapel mics now. I used to have the Tascam for those that do video work. Um, So it's great. 35 millimeter lens. Um, What else? What else? What else? What else? iPad Pro. Uh, the 12 inch has been helping out. We do, you know, working with the teleprompter on that, being able to use it as a dual monitor when I'm editing. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I ain't going to talk too much about gear because I'm a little nerd. Uh, it's cold again. Uh, oh, my God. It was cold when I when I wrote this. And then I woke up today and it's cold again. We had about three days of, of it being warm, man. Man, another cold front came. I woke up one day, it was 35 degrees in Florida. Oh my God. 
Ooh, it was freezing. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't run. And then some days it's just been 45. Like right now it's 45. And um, man, huh. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, it's man, y'all chilling, man. I, that's t-shirt weather. Hey, bruh. Bruh, don't even, don't even do all that. This you ain't even, you ain't even been in Florida, bruh. You don't even stay in Florida. So don't even, don't even do all that. 45 it's cold it's cold anything under 60 is cold we ain't trying to hear all that it is cold freezing i need a jacket i can't get out the bed it's cold you know how how, how i know i'm cold because i'm cold that's how i know it's cold because i'm cold it's that's hoodie weather no that's coat hoodie and the coat it's cold uh we had a wedding it was fun it wasn't cold during the wedding day but we had a wedding it was quite exciting uh i love wedding days i love you know dealing with our clients um in those moments sharing those moments with them and their friends and the stories that they like to bring out the world so it was great man so we had wedding day we had webinars again i was in miami for i think three days uh recording webinars for a client so those days are typically six hour days um, of us going over scripts recording those scripts and things of that nature um whew. And it get hectic, you know, sometimes sometimes it can be from eight to, to six, sometimes it can be eight to two. So it just varies depending on the day. Uh, we have an amazing client. Uh, love working with her. We've been working with her for the last two years and we probably have like five, six projects in. Uh, so that's great. Uh, my credit score went back up. Got to end on a more positive. My credit score went back up. So now my experience is back to 732, which if you all know that a couple months ago, I went all the way down to like 650 something. So and I was at 747. So close to my goal of 750. That was one of my my goals for the year was to get uh, to how to end the year with at least a 750 uh, credit score. Uh, which I didn't accomplish, but I'm closer than I was two months ago. <laughs> so um, I'm blessed for that. Uh, now stepping into the new year, it just, you know, finishing where I left off at, you know, creating a new goal that I would like to set, uh, or new goals that I would like to set, and making sure that I add financial goals to my to my palate uh, so I won't allow it to slip. And I don't want to get comfortable with the idea of, Oh, I can let this go down. I can go ahead and ball out. And then because I know that in a year, I know the things that I can that I have to do in order to bring it back up. So I don't want to do that. I want to get to this 750. I want to get to, to 775. I want to get to 780, 790, and then possibly 800, right? And um, and I know it's not going to happen overnight because credit scores is so weird. Go up, go down. Like it's it's hard to judge. Um, but I'm interested in taking on that challenge. And again, I'm, I'm sharing this with you all uh, because, you know, it really has uh, an emotional impulse on me. It really, you know, gauges my happiness and my sadness at times because when, when it dropped, I was hurt. Like I was it was like I felt like it was the end of the world. Um, and then as it continued to grow, as I snapped out of that and then as I see that it continued to grow, it. I get more positive and, and more excited uh, to see the end result. So that's why I share this with you all. And if you all need any tips on, again, feel free to hit me up. Uh, contact at ldmonger.com. Um, I'm not a financial advisor not, not, like, not at all, but I would gladly share some things that I have done in order to boost my credit score, stay on top of my credit score, stay on top of my finances this year overall. Um, power is back. And I, I, I love where power is. And I love the subtle, the subtleness um, that the school atmosphere brings to the actual show. So, I advise everyone to take a huge 
Like pay pay attention to the books that are being shared through the class that they have to read. Uh, take the time to, and I spoke about uh, the prints already. Um, take the time to kind of look into those books. And if you have time, read those books. Uh, 48 Laws of Power is the book that they're on now. And that's honestly what the entire series is over. <laughs> like that's what power is about, that book, believe it or not. And Prince Machiavelli a lot of the things that is in his book, it helped create some of the concepts within 48 Laws of Power as well as the Art of War. And I'm quite sure that the Art of War will be um, will be read within its class before this season is over. Like, y'all heard it first right here. I, I don't know, but I'm quite sure that the Art of War is going to be the next book. Um, and I, of course, my crazy self, I'm actually reading the, um, 48 laws of power now, but I read Art of War, I read Prince already. So I'm quite sure that that's next. Y'all heard it first. So positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, and I won't take too long because, you know, we spent a lot of time with just catching up uh, for these last two weeks. Um, but I had to find, you know, space to get my positive thinking on, right? I had to create um, optimism in order to make it through these last two weeks. You know, things could be annoying. I, I drove back and forth from Gainesville, drove back and forth from Miami, drove back and forth from Tampa. Um, it's, it's, it's been a lot. They can be taxing. Uh, catching up on edits, not being, you know, stepping out of the routine of, of, of the podcast, stepping out of the routine of running, stepping out of the routine of uh, CrossFit because of weather, because of time commitments, because of all these things. And, and finding, you know, positive actions and, and, and thoughts uh, it's hard dealing with family, dealing with friends, dealing with, you know, any relationship. It all just, it, it can become a lot and overbearing. Um, so the, the the things that I I had to do was, um, for one, I, I highly recommend to anyone, believe in yourself and everything that you do. So believing in myself, having an idea what the out, what the results would be, that is what allowed me to know that everything that I'm doing, I have to believe in it because it's going to help me get to my end goal. It's going to help me to get to what, what I see and how I view myself at the end of this. Y'all don't want to drive to Gainesville. Y'all don't want to drive to Miami. Y'all don't want to drive to Temple, you know, back and forth. But I know that if I do this, if what I'm doing now, I have to believe in it because I believe in myself. And I believe that everything that I'm doing is going to help me get to my end goal. So that can be cooking you know on the fries that can be mopping you know the walmart sanitizing the walmart that can, whatever you're doing that can be a coordinator position when you know you want to be the director or, or the vp that can whatever you're doing know that there's worth and the worst starts with how you believe in and how you see yourself and how you analyze the things that you're doing in order to get in the spaces that you want to be in Believe in yourself and everything that you do. And if you don't believe in the things that you're doing, find something else to do that you believe in. Like if it's if it's if it just don't feel right, if you can't find anything out uh, anything positive of what it's doing, if it's just creating a check and it's not um it's not allowing you to feel other areas of needs with a proper plan. I suggest you figure out how can you put yourself in a better situation or how can you fill those voids 
of needs to improve your physical and mental health. Build new power determination. Man, so if for those that watched the, uh, the Last Dance, Michael Jordan used to tell himself that people hated him or that somebody said something bad that he didn't agree with in order to create a different level to heighten his level of competitiveness. That's crazy, right? Build a new power of determination. So that's how he was able to build his power of determination. Being able to create new goals for yourself in order for you to continue to accomplish and don't be content uh, or complacent with the goals that you already accomplished, right? Those things are important. Improve your personal and professional relationships. So this was um, a huge challenge for me. I did the Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Um, they had an, an evaluation. And my relationship management, it was my lowest. I think it was like 82. So it wasn't like I wasn't poor, um, but it was one of my lowest um, results. And most of that because I honestly, like if you were here, you were here. If you was gone, it was cool. And it was those words uh, showing up for people, um, those type of things, the small, subtle things that I knew that if I did, if I if I said some things that uh, I should have said, asked some questions I should have asked, I could have saved a lot of relationships, but it ain't nothing to cut people off. Uh, that was my, my motto. Uh, it was a defense mechanism um, in most cases, and it it's not cool, right? Now that I'm I have the knowledge. I know that it's not cool. Some people don't deserve to be in my life. Some people don't deserve to be in your life. And that's okay. Um, but it's some great people that I've had in my life that I allowed um, to walk away just based off me not wanting to spend that time and our energy and saving something that, you know, they I, I felt like they obviously made their mind that they don't want to be here or they want to control um the capacity in which they feel that they want me in their life uh, that usually never works just based off my experience. Um, so improving personal and, and professional relationships, making sure that how people view view you as a you know, professional is, is impeccable and making sure that you are spending time and investing in your personal relationship just as well as you're investing in your professional relationships because life, you know, last episode with, you know, with Thanksgiving and, and a conversation that I had with, with Unc, life goes by fast and you never have as much time as you think uh, you have until it's, until it's gone. Uh, so making sure that, Importantly, um, you have personal and professional relationships that can can get you through um, these times in particular, because I feel like these are some of the lowest of the lowest and that things can get nothing but but better from here. Uh, Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. A lot of times it's hard for us to give others grace because we don't even give ourselves the grace that that we need. We mess up and we hard on ourselves. We take it hard. We we punish ourselves. Um, those are things that we are used to because of upbringing. You know, someone says you're a failure, and then when you do things that exhibit failing, it must be true. But no, we all make mistakes. Some of us make the same mistake more than more than twice, and that's okay. Uh, long as you are actively trying to correct those mistakes. Maybe you made the same mistake more than once, but you got to the end result a different way. <laughs> Again, a lot of us are 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 test and 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 tweak. Like we go go we go go head first into whatever it is. Oh, I test that method, it didn't work out. This is what I can tweak. 
Do it another way. Boom. All right, cool. It didn't work. And tweak. If if they stopped the first time that they were electrified, we would never have a light bulb. (laughs) If they stopped the first time that a gas motor blew up, we'll never have an automobile. If they stopped the first time the airplane crashed into a tree, we wouldn't have airplanes. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the grace that you deserve. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. Uplift yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at LDMonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time. It's the team.